you are listening to TKO on CFRU Radio 93.3 FM in Guelph, Ontario, and available worldwide at CFRU.ca. What is happening, everybody? What's good? It's your girl, Janon, right here on TKO. As you already know, here on TKO, all we talk about is mixed martial arts, also known as MMA and other combat sports. We also discuss the issues that surround the world of fighting and talk about noble fighters and athletes, how they got started in the game and where they are now. So here we are, episode number 40, four zero. Of course, I mean, when you say it just by words, it's it's just easy to say it. But when you actually deeply think about it, man, that's that's a lot of episodes, especially for us. I mean, we just got started last year and here we are, 40 episodes in. And of course, I just want to give a shout out to you guys, to our listeners, because TKO Nation, you guys, you guys define us. If it weren't because of you guys and your support, we wouldn't be here right now. So again, thank you. And you guys give us motivation to just come in here in the studio and just do this every week. And again, thank you so much for your support. And we really appreciate it. So Thank you. All right. So, man, in uh, celebration of our 40th episode, we have so many things to talk about. As we um, talked about like a couple of weeks ago, we have um, a great, phenomenal boxing fight, a boxing match coming up this weekend on Saturday. It's going to be a fight between Anthony Joshua and Carlos Takam, okay? And that's going to be phenomenal. Well, actually, yeah, we're going to be talking about this in, uh, in so much detail because Anthony Joshua actually wasn't supposed to be fighting Carlos Takam. And now here we are, and uh, the fight is actually happening. So we're going to be talking about that in detail, and I'm um, going to be breaking it down, what, so, what sort of things each person needs to watch out for, and why you, as the listeners, as the fans, need to be watching this fight. Yeah, so we're going to be talking about that. And not only boxing, we don't, we, we only, not only do we have boxing this weekend, we also have so many great MMA fights coming up, too. Also on Saturday night, you know, Eastern time, we have another UFC fight night coming up on Saturday night, which is um, headlined by a fight between Derek Bronson and Lyoto Machida. Man, oh, oh, what a great fight this is going to be. And not only that, we have so many great, so many other great fights coming up on the main card uh, of this uh, UFC fight night card. And uh, man, the co-main event we're going to be talking about. Uh, Damian Maya is going to be fighting on, on this card as well. So we're going to be talking about that. And what else? Oh, we're going to be previewing or just, I guess, doing a recap of the fights that happened over this past weekend. So last weekend, um, we had um, UFC fight nights, which was headlined by... Um, UFC fight night in Poland, which was headlined by a fight between Darren Till and Donald Cowboy Cerrone. That was a phenomenal fight. We're going to be definitely talking about that and uh, what sort of things are coming up ahead and what sort what sort of steps are 
um, next for each one of these fighters. We're going to be talking about that. And also, guys, man, how could I ever forget this? I mean, we didn't talk about this. We didn't preview this fight last week. But on Friday nights, man, Bellator 185 was happening. And it was actually being headlined by a fight between Gegard Mousasi and Alexander Schlemenko. And I cannot believe that we forgot to talk about this fight. And, oh, man, I'm just so angry at myself. But do, do not despair because today we're going to be doing a recap of that fight, which happened on Friday night. And honestly, you, I mean, you, don't, you didn't really miss anything because I'm going to be talking about everything that you need to know about that fight. So that is all we have lined up for today. And so, yeah, as we have been doing for the past couple of weeks, um, I'm going to give you another daily dose of motivation. So, again, this one's um, targeted towards all, all of you guys, all of you university students out there who are still going through your midterms. And I know you're just doing the, uh, the, last, uh, the last midterms that you have. And for me personally, my last midterm is actually on Saturday. Yeah, I know, on a Saturday but the thing is, okay, when you're when you're um, going through hardship, you could say, and all, all of those um, toughness, um, just think about the things that you're going to be anticipating. Just think about the, the fun things that are going to be happening after that. So say um, you have your last midterm coming up in the next um, couple of days. Well, I know the studying and the uh, old practice uh, midterms that you have to do, all of those things are just so hard and exhausting. And I know it's just part of the process. You have to go through them. But just think about the minute that you hand in that midterm and you're basically free for the next uh, month or so until the final exams. But OK, let's not talk about that. Just think about that, that sense of relief and how free you're going to feel after you hand in your, mid the, your very last midterm term and you're basically free uh at least for the weekend so you know just think about the things that you you're really anticipating just um if you're going to a party over the weekend think about that if you're uh, hanging out with your friends chilling with your friends just just think about that and um, when you're finishing that very last question on on the midterm booklet just think about all the great things that you're going to do afterwards when you're actually free from everything that you've done from all all the uh, tough things that you had to go through. So that's one thing to look forward to when you're um, approaching your very last midterms. And yeah, man. So for me personally, because my very last midterm is going to be on um, actually this Saturday, um, it's going to be happening around uh, around noon. And when I get back home, well, I'm, I'm, I'm personally going to be watching the boxing fight between Anthony Joshua and Carlos to come. And the very the same night, the very same night, I'm going to be watching UFC fight night. And well, those are the best things that I could possibly look forward to. So I'm definitely looking forward to that. And uh, I try not to stress out about my midterm. So I tell you, too, if you're a student and you're, you have your uh, last few midterms coming up, just don't worry about it, man. It's almost over. And just think about the good things that are going to be happening after that. Okay. So there you have that. That's your daily dose of motivation. And uh, I think it's best to now move on to what we have lined up for today. All right. What are we waiting for? Let's get started. Okay. So starting with the fight between Darren Till and Donald Cowboy Cerrone. So this um, UFC fight night was happening in Poland, and um, 
you know, a lot of um, British fans were actually gathered in the arena because Darren Till is from England. And they were really, really uh, rooting for Darren Till just really hard. And, of course, Donald Cowboy Cerrone, a, a veteran of the sport, he's been fighting since since forever and um he just really enjoys fighting and the heart and the soul that he has when it comes to uh, to just fighting and doing combat sports it's just one of a kind and that's why everybody just respects Donald Cowboy Cerrone so much so uh, yes of course the fight is all all of these fights are happening in Europe and um you don't necessarily see a lot of Americans in the arena but even if you're from um European countries or even if you're actually rooting for Darren Till you're also rooting for Donald Cowboy Cerrone because of the uh, of the great personality uh, that um, uh, that um, Donald Cowboy Cerrone has and the great character that he is okay so there's that that's just the whole vibe of the arena you could say and uh, both guys come in and Darren Till just looks like he's so confident and um, he's kind of free he's he's let loose and he just wants to go in there and to you know just from looking at his face kind of feel like he just wants to go in there and improvise it doesn't really look like he has a game plan in mind because he just looks super super confident and loose and he just wants to go in there and do it on the other hand Donald Cowboy Cerrone this time around when he walked into the octagon he looked I don't I wouldn't say he looked nervous he just looked super focused and um Usually when Cowboy walks into the arena, he's also, you know, he's usually smiling and just really chill. He's um, kind of, you know, letting loose to his uh, walkout song. But this time around, I don't know what was going on with Cowboy, but he was he just looked his face looked super focused. And um, I don't know what was actually happening deep inside his head. OK, anyway, so the fight starts Darren Till in the very first um, minute or so. OK. He's actually being tagged by Donald Cowboy Cerrone. Donald Cowboy Cerrone, the way he's uh, the way he's fighting this fight at the moment, he it just feels like he's doing practice. He's just just another day at practice, and you know he doesn't really care if he throws that leg kick or if he throws a punch. He doesn't really ca- he, he doesn't really seem to care about what he's doing in the in the octagon. And then Darren Till, after he analyzes all the things that are being done to him by Donald Cowboy Cerrone, he comes out and he basically unleashes the beast in him. The this, the very same Darren Till that we've always seen, and that is to be a phenomenal striker and to just come out there and tag his opponent extremely accurately, okay? Every single punch that Darren Till through towards Donald Cowboy Cerrone, I don't think he ever missed the punch, and all of them were actually being uh, absorbed by Donald Cowboy Cerrone. And in this uh, very case, the thing is, we all know that Donald Cowboy Cerrone, he's not so much a um, head movement guy, okay? He doesn't really tend to duck away from punches. He, because he usually is the guy who tries to overwhelm his opponent, but that night he wasn't really doing that. And when Darren Till was actually throwing all of those punches, all of them, and I mean all of them, were being absorbed by Donald Cowboy Cerrone. And Donald Cowboy Cerrone, just like I said, he's been in this business for way too long. And let me tell you something. This is not the first time that he's being punched in the head. And when he get punched in the head way too many times of course your he- your head just can't take it anymore 
And actually, as a matter of fact, Cowboy has said before that even in his training camp, he doesn't spar with actual people. He just does um, drills because he doesn't want to risk the fact of actually getting hit in the head. But in this fight, that's all that was happening. And he just kept being tagged by um, Darren Till. And just like I said, he doesn't have perfect um, head movement. So he was basically absorbing every single thing that was being thrown towards him. And finally, in the very in the very first round, he was just TKO'd because he, he just kept being tagged. And he, he wasn't really doing anything about them. And especially a guy like Darren Till, whose um, punches are just super accurate. And they're thrown at such great speed. I mean, there's nothing can do about them. So, again, in the end, Donald Cowboy Cerrone lost this fight through a TKO. Unfortunately for for Cowboy, but this was a phenomenal thing for Darren Till because that night he turned into a superstar. And um, that just made everybody actually recognize him as a real MMA fighter. And um, in the post-fight interview, everybody was just just so just so impressed by his performance and he actually called out another guy in the division who's also a crazy head Mike Perry he also called him out and uh, Mike Perry was actually in the arena too and they just kept going at it and man Darren Till is just one guy to watch out for in the welterweight division and I personally believe that one day he's going to be fighting for the welterweight belt I don't know when that's going to be, but one day he will be fighting for the welterweight belt. And um, yeah, again, congratulations to Darren Till because he just showed everybody. He proved himself to everybody why. And, and he proved not only did he prove himself to everybody, but he showed why he deserves to be in the UFC and why people need to start paying more attention to him. And um, again, even though Cowboy didn't really perform super well that night, I still give him props because he's done so much for a sport. And um, literally in one year, Donald Cowboy Cerrone is fighting every every two months. And he just, um, if you tell Cowboy, okay, Cowboy, there's a fight coming, you know, line up for you. He would just jump on a plane and just fly wherever to actually do that fight because that's that's how much he loves the fighting game and for that I really respect him and not only me I'm pretty sure every single fan out there just um has so much respect for Donald Cowboy Cerrone all right so there you have that so let's talk about the fight between Gegard Mousasi and Alexander Shlomenko for Bellator man this fight was phenomenal. I mean, let's just give you a brief background of uh, why we're actually seeing Gegard Mousasi in Bellator. Well, okay, so what happened was uh, Gegard Mousasi, well, we all know that he used to fight for the UFC. And um, after so many phenomenal performances that he had, well, he wasn't getting any title shots or anything. And he just kept fighting uh, kind of low-ranked um, guys with the performance that he had. I mean, you would expect something more. And so he was released from his UFC contract. And now he's signed to Bellator. And the very first fight that he has, the actually his Bellator debut, this was his Bellator debut. He is fighting the former Bellator middleweight champion, who is Alexander Shlomenko. And Shlomenko, he... In the past, he had been um, actually caught for using steroids, and he was um, laid off for a bit. 
However, he's back, and uh, for this fight, both fighters tested tested negative for any substances, so they're good to go. They're all clear, and we don't really have to worry about Schlemenko in this case when it comes to doping for for that night. I mean, unless proven as something else, we don't really know because this fight just happened on Friday, and we don't really <laughs> we don't really know what Usada is gonna do. So, I mean, as far as we know, both fighters were clear, so that's all we care about. And so both fighters come into the arena, or should I say, into the into the cage. And um, Giger Musasi, he looks super loose as always. He just looks like he just woke up from a nap, and we all know that's how he looks every single time he walks into the cage. And Shlomenko, uh, he looks super prepared. His body looks super prepared, and um, he looked like he was just ready to go. And so the fight starts uh, the very in the very first round. Shlomenko throws one of those Fedor Emelianenko punches, and by that I mean, so he throws a big right hand, one of those big right hands that you basically twist your entire body and you give it so much torque so that it's just super, super powerful. So he threw one of those, and it didn't quite, it wasn't quite absorbed by Gegor Musasi. However, if it felt like a finger poke, like a knuckle poke, that that kind of um, uh, hit his um, eyelid, and uh, as a result of that, his eye just started swelling up so much, and his right eye was completely shut because it was so swollen. So in the very first round, in the very first minute of the very first round, that happens to Gegard Musasi, and basically for the rest of the entire fight, he has to fight with one eye only. And the thing was, well, Alexander Shlomenko, he he wasn't giving any mercy to to Gegard Musasi because he was actually just punching the right side of uh, Gegard Musasi because Musasi couldn't really see from his um, right side. So Shlomenko just kept punching his right side. And uh, I mean, in terms of sportsmanship, it's not the best thing to do. But if you're really desperate for a win, well... I, that's understandable, and that's <laughs> what Shlomenko was doing all the time for the for the entire length of this fight. But even though Gegard Musasi could only see through one eye, when he, he fought with it, he was doing so well. He went for so many takedowns because he actually saw that he couldn't uh, he couldn't stand a chance against Sam Shlomenko with just striking with one eye. He he attempted so many takedowns and he took down Shlomenko. And he attempted so many submissions. And, um, you know, they were so close. They were super close. But Shlomenko would actually get out of them. So the first round, I would actually give it to Gegard Musasi. The second round, it was super close. But Shlomenko threw more strikes. So I would have given that uh, get the, that round to Shlomenko as well. And the third round, both guys were super exhausted. And, uh, you know, both were trying their hardest. And, uh, you know, specifically in the very third round, uh, Gegard Musasi was just absorbing more punches than Alexander Shlomenko. And um, it just, uh, yeah, it would, it would look like you, you had to give that round to Shlomenko. However, when the fight actually ended, they gave the fight to Gegard Musasi. And so that's why everybody's saying that this fight was just super controversial and the decision should have been turned. And, I mean, you could, you could argue that, but, I mean, there's nothing we can do about it now. So, I mean, okay, 
if if the judges actually considered the fact that Gary Musasi's right eye was closed for the entire length of the fight and the performance that he had was considering the fact that his right eye was shut for the entire fight, then I would understand why they gave the fight to Musasi because he put on a good performance given that his eye was shut. But Shlomenko, that was all he could do, even though both of his eyes were open and he was completely healthy, pretty much. So, you know, just taking in mind the disadvantage that Gegard Musasi had, you could argue that it made sense why Gegard Musasi won that fight. But again, I mean, it's all over and there's nothing you can do about it now. So congratulations to both guys because it was such a great fight. And I actually watched it twice, once by myself and once with my dad. So, it, you know, both times I really enjoyed it. And um, yeah, there you have that. Oh, man, we have so many other fights to talk about. So let's get straight into boxing. So Anthony Joshua versus Carlos Takam. So Actually, Anthony Joshua was supposed to fight uh, Kubrat Pulev, okay? So, again, Anthony Joshua is the world heavyweight champion for WBA and IBO. And, um, you know, he was supposed to fight Kubrat Pulev, who's such a big guy and um, such a dangerous opponent. But then two weeks ago, or actually last week, I think, he got injured in training and he couldn't really continue the fight camp anymore. So he was um, actually replaced by Carlos Takam. Now, the thing is, Carlos Takam is a whole nother. It's just so different from how Kubra Pulev is. And specifically, if Anthony Joshua specifically trained for Kubra Pulev, then he's going to have some difficulty um, adjusting to how Carlos Takam is. Because just like I said, Kubra was such a big guy. And it was just so much different if you want to fight a big guy. But Carlos Takam, he's 5'11". He's 5'11". And, um, you know, when, when you're fighting a smaller guy, you're going to see punches coming towards you that you wouldn't really anticipate normally so you could see uppercuts coming from weird angles that you can't really see because the guy is so much shorter than you you don't you don't really see them and it's hard to block them um, and be defensive towards them so that's I mean I don't know if Anthony Joshua has properly trained for Carlos to come Hopefully he did because if not, he Carlos Takam is going to give Anthony Joshua some problems. But Anthony Joshua, guys, okay, he's undefeated. He's the champion at the moment. And um, he's just at his prime right now and he hasn't really lost to anybody. However, in his last fight against um, Vladimir Klitschko, he was knocked down once in the in the very in the first few rounds. He because he was just going out there with full on power. He didn't really know how to conserve his energy, and so because of that, he was a little bit exhausted for the entire length of the fight. Hopefully, for this fight, he knows what to do and he knows when to throw. He knows how to efficiently throw punches toward his opponent. And so, again, that's why this fight is going to be so interesting because you don't know how Anthony Joshua is going to react to how Carlos Takam is going to be fighting him. And Carlos Takam, I mean, even though he took this fight on the two-week notice, but still, I mean, anything can happen in the in the fighting game, and you never really know if if Carlos Takam doesn't get knocked out in the in the first few rounds, and the fight does go the full distance. 
then things are going to be super interesting. And that is why I want to tell you guys to watch this fight. So this fight is going to be happening in England. And um, if you just want to watch the main event, um, it will be around 5 p.m. Eastern time because it's going to be happening in England. And usually the, the headliners walk out at like 10 p.m like wherever around the world and 10 p.m. from, you know, British time, it would be 5 p.m. Eastern time. So make sure that you catch up with that and um, you do not miss it because it's going to be a phenomenal fight. And yeah, so many great things are coming up for Anthony Joshua. And if Carlos Decom actually wins this fight, then things are going to take a really interesting twist. So I cannot wait until this fight actually happens. So, yeah, man, there you have that. What else do we have? Oh, yes, yeah, USC Fight Night. Oh, yeah. Okay, so on the very, on the same night, on Saturday night, so on Saturday, 5 p.m., y'all going to be watching Anthony Joshua versus Carlos Decom. And then after, at like 10 p.m., going to be watching UFC Fight Night in Sao Paulo, Brazil. And uh, so the co-main event of this um, fight night is going to be Damian Maya versus Colby Covington. And so Damian Maya, we all know him because he's just this jiu-jitsu godfather okay there is nobody else in the mma game that has actually well let's just say in the ufc there's nobody else in the entire organization in the ufc that has as phenomenal ground game as um Damian Maya. Damian Maya he originally started with jiu-jitsu and he's a black belt in brazilian jiu-jitsu he is uh, that's all he goes for. He knows what he's doing in, in in every single fight. He might throw a few punches and then he will faint and he will take you down and he will not let go of you unless he gets that submission. Okay? That's how dangerous of a ground gamer Damian Maya is. And Colby Covington, on the other hand, he is actually a striker. And um, it's really interesting to see with what game plan he comes into the octagon with because... I mean, it's just going to be super dumb for him to actually try to grapple and do jiu-jitsu with Damian Maya because there's no way on earth that he's going to get a submission for himself. So I would say for Colby to win this fight, he has to outstrike and outbox Damian Maya. And of course, it's just so logical what Damian Maya has to do. Damian Maya just has to come out there and just do do his thing. Just do jiu-jitsu and go for that submission, man. Because and also it's important for him to do that submission in in the very first um, rounds, not not let the fight go to the go to the full distance because we don't really know how the judges are gonna uh, vote for that fight. You know, we've seen some special cases where we don't necessarily agree with the decision. And if Damian Maya just wants to do something solid, he has to go for that submission, especially in the in the early rounds. And for Kobe. <laughs> Is actually the exact opposite. He needs to outstrike Damian Maya. If if possible, knock him out. And if not, just keep coming at him. Just keep up the volume and win the fight through decision. Okay? So, again, because the, these two guys have such different uh, fighting styles, it's just going to be so interesting to see how the fight is going to be played out in the end. Because, you know, we're talking about it right now, but we actually don't know what's going to happen. So, that's what's so exciting about this fight. Okay. Moving on to the main event of this evening, we have Derek Brunson fighting Lyota Machida. Man, 
Lyoto Mushida is another great veteran of sport, and he's been fighting since forever, too. And Derek Brunson, too, he is a phenomenal striker and a wrestler. And, you know, he has everything. All He has the entire package, the entire MMA package. And you can say that he's mastered everything. He's, he's one of those top contenders um, in the division. And um, Lyoto Mishida, he hasn't really fought uh, in the past few months because he was actually suspended for a um, doping violation. But now he's coming back. He's making his comeback. And Derek Brunson, he had a very controversial fight against um, Anderson Silva when he last fought. And everybody was saying that the fight should have gone to Derek Brunson. But um, unfortunately, it went to Anderson Silva. So again, this is going to be a great fight for both of these guys because it's going to be a comeback for both of them. And um, it's just going to be so interesting to see what's going to happen. Lyoto Machida is a huge karate guy. And Derek Brunson, he's just everything that I could possibly ask for as for, for an MMA fight, uh, MMA fighter. And so it's just going to be a clash of styles and it's going to be super, super interesting. So again, I would definitely recommend that you watch that fight as well. So that is all I have for y'all today. And I'm just looking at the clock right now. Unfortunately, that's all the time we're going to have for this week. Make sure you go to CFRU.ca to catch up with TKO. And until next time, it's your girl Jonah right here. And this is TKO. Peace out.